You alone, groupie, and you enjoy your run Back to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be So welcome to the world that fights like run community If you're 17, 25, push it in your tail Come along, join us, this is the place for you Welcome to the world that fights like run community Welcome to the world that fights like run community It takes two, baby! To make a dream come true, we're back for episode two, Matt. The road to 100 continues. How are you doing? I'm good. What? Just got me off guard there. I'm good. How are you? Oh, yeah, I'm very good, clearly. Full of beans. Do you want to know why I'm full of beans? Why are you full of beans? Because the kids go back to school tomorrow. And the, oh, nightmare, do, the nightmare that is the Somali days is officially over. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I could cry. I could cry. Someone else's responsibility to look after my children, who I decided to have for seven hours a day. Yes. Um, there you go. See you later, kids. See you three. Although it's, it's never that with Harry, really. It's see you when you inevitably decide to flood the school toilets. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 8, Episode 2 of the What Fartlet Podcast. My name's Rob. And I am Matt. And, uh, yeah. It, yeah, last week I think was a roaring success. Loads of good feedback. Yeah, yeah, yeah I had loads of good feedback as well for opening up and, and discussing mental health and all that sort of stuff. We had good feedback for, uh, for the guest Neil Marshall. Yeah, uh, yeah, awesome first episode. So I, th- I think you did very, very well last week, mate. Um, I thought you spoke very eloquently and it clearly resonated with a few people. So big, big well done to you. Um, that doesn't mean that just meant though, didn't it? That with setting the bar. Yeah. For the road to 100 last week. We've got to match or top it this week, haven't we? So we've got to keep going. We have. Why don't you tell, yeah. why don't you tell everyone what's on the show today? Yeah, obviously we're going to talk about our our weeks in running and a bit of training we've been doing. We didn't really touch on that last week. Um, then we've got a chat with uh, Charlie Watson, uh, Runner Beans, a uh, big hitter on Instagram and uh, an awesome chat with her. Um, then straight into the uh, part run chats with Ben and Emma, uh, and they're going to give us a hand uh, with the thank yous and uh, and a few shout outs for the people that were running down in London uh, today as well. Yes, it's going to be a great one. Um, but before we get started, did you buy yourself um, a bean juice sieve last week? <laughs> no. You didn't? No, I didn't. It's, it's on my not... wish list. It's on my Amazon wish list. Not even with that amazing discount that your stepdad sorted out for you. <laughs> No, not with the discount my stepdad sorted out for me. Why am I, why am I, why am I saying stepdad? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why you played along. Um, however, uh, it was such a success and people enjoyed it so much. Uh, Statman John's been out canvassing around the companies and he's only gone and got us another one. Right. Yeah. You don't. You don't sound very enthusiastic. I, I, I'm apprehensive about what might be coming. Apprehensive. Why? Why do you think, mate? What What happened last time, mate? Family Families fight, but at the end of the day, you're all each other have got. <clears throat> I get that Statman John needs to, you know, needs to have a job and needs to create some revenue and 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 discuss these things that he's reviewing. But yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for him to do that. But anything above that or, you know, beyond that needs to stop. I don't know what you... What do you mean it needs to stop? What are you talking about? What you got for me? Right. Should we have a listen to this week's Statman John? 
I don't even know what we're going to call this segment. Statman John advert slash talking about Matt's mum. Hello, lads and uh, ladies. How are you? And Emma, of course. My lady. Wow. Uh, how are you all? SMJ here, Uncle SMJ. Daddy S to Matthew. I, uh, I'm here every week to bring you the hottest products in the UK, Ireland and Europe. Uh, anyway, so this week, sorry if it's loud, I hope it's not. I'm currently skateboarding. It's uh, what I do to clear my mind. So I'm just doing a couple of half pipes. Uh, this week I have something called the Smoother. So let's read the uh, the details, the brief. Hello, I am a smoother. Open me up and I'll play you smooth jazz. While I'm playing smooth jazz, I will blend your food. To make it liquid, you no longer have to chew. Fantastic, my, my kind of thing. Less effort. 100% taste, no effort. So let's open it up. Oh, sorry, I've got headphones in, so you might not be able to hear it. Oh, I love this song. I'll make love to you if you want me to. Of course you do, Match Mum. <laughs> anyway, so uh, put a bit of food in there. Let's blend it. Let's see how smooth it is. Okay, takes a couple of secs. Out it comes, 100% liquid. Whew, I'll give that 10 SMJ stars out of 10. It's a new thing I just thought of then. I like it. Um, let's have a look at the reviews. So, yeah, I've got one from at jordan.moke.com seven he has said five stars great i really like this product makes it very smooth no bits i don't like bits i am uh, breastfed still so tend to stick to the breast but if i was to go to food this would be option one for me fantastic thank you jordan moat seven that's a great review um i understand my man i i am i love the breast still breastfed also breakfast lunch and dinner uh, snacks I go solid but my three meals are on the breast um, it's wonderful keeps me full uh, of course not my mother's breast but well Matt's mother's breast anyway better go it's dinner time so have a good week all there's a review from me the smoother and it's it's good makes it smooth see you later lads and ladies and Emma it starts. It, 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 it starts off bringing this product and it explains the product and you know it sounds like an amazing, amazing product. Who, who mm. wouldn't want? Who wouldn't want a smoother in their life? No, no. Okay, it does sound pretty awesome. Mm. But then he goes on to talking about another review he's had from Mister mm. Moat. He's mm. had his he's had his shout out this weekend. So. Um yeah, he goes on to talk about Moat. Mr. Moore, and he's still breastfed, and then it just takes a turn mm. that I just don't want to talk about. It's almost as if Jordan isn't actually breastfed, and the whole thing was just a setup to get round to talking about your mum's tits. Matt? Hello. <sighs> <laughs> All I've got in my head now is what you've just said. For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, move, I, move on. Fucking 
Statman Johnson. Stop oh. swearing. I don't want to put explicit content warning on I, every single episode. How can I? How can I? <laughs> Should we move on? Do you, you, you want to take a moment to compose yourself? Yeah. Let's move on. Good. Where are we going next? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's your week? We didn't really uh, give that, we didn't really give a how's your week last week, did we? Because we got we got into the mental health chart and the the fact that we've been away for a while and and it kind of took over a little bit. But I, I do want to talk a little bit about um how how our weeks have been because the last three or four weeks have been a lot different to kind of probably what people would have been used to us saying in series seven, where we were talking about how we were in a bit of a rut and the running was inconsistent and we weren't feeling really great about it because touch wood, fingers crossed, mm. we're both um, having a pretty good time at the minute, aren't we? Yeah, we're both, both on it. I think is the word, uh, is a term, terminology. It's, it's, <laughs> it, that, that's the, the technical terminology. We are on it. Mm. Um, and, we're, and we're enjoying it as well. I think, like, like I said, uh, Series 7 uh, rolled on and uh, we were doing a little bit of running here and there. We didn't have any mojo and all that sort of stuff. And I don't know, I don't know what changed or, or what what's altered or whatever. And uh, the fact that I've got a marathon book might, might help, but I'd had a marathon book previously. I had a, I had a um, ultra books as well that didn't really give me a kick up the arse. So I don't know. I don't know what sort of mindsets changed for me to uh, to to be on it. So yeah, but but it's good. I'm enjoying it, and uh, and, and we're getting it done. Yeah, I, I think you know what I I put some on my socials today about the fact that I was probably feeling earlier in the year like I was running um, almost because I had to, and I wouldn't like to to kind of put one reason on why I felt like I had to you know I mean I'm not I'm not going to shy away from reality of conversations you know there's probably a, a, a combination of things there's the fact that you know I'm getting older now and, and I've, I've put weight on um I put a lot of weight on this year a good two two and a half stone um because I'm not running um and because we hadn't been eating very healthily either and the combination of two things had led me to go oh well you've got to go out and run so I was dragging myself around one maybe two runs a week and, and hating it the other thing is, is that probably, and this is the one that people don't like to admit, and, you know, it's very hard to self-reflect and, and think about, oh, maybe I've done something because I'm, I'm thinking about what other people will think. But, you know, the whole social media thing that the rat race, the keeping up with the Joneses, there was probably a bit where it was like, oh, I can't stop running because I've got this running profile and I do a running podcast. And what are people going to think if I don't run? And the reality is no one no one will care but no one matters anyway but i think that's probably a contributing factor as well and it made me i don't know if anyone's ever been in this position so please do reach out you know drop me a message privately if if you felt the same but i do think there was a combination of factors where running was more of a chore um a requirement um it felt like work rather than um, escapism rather than joy, rather than fun, rather than camaraderie and companionship and and, and endorphin hits and all the things that we that, 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 that we list as the reasons why we love to run. And I was honestly probably getting to a point in the summer where 
I was thinking maybe I just need to do something else. And I, and I was, I was exploring stuff. I was like, I wonder if I could. But then, but then it's like, well, what would you do otherwise? You know what I mean? I'm thinking, I'm gonna go play team sports again. I don't want to get a bike. So it's like, what, 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 what do I join the gym? Do I go back to the gym? And do you know what changed it for me? Well, the football. All right. Ah, <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. Because I was <clears throat> so horrendously out of shape at the football. Yeah. That was one side of it that I thought, oh God, Rob, you need to, you need to do something. But then. It was also seeing everybody. Yeah. And just having those interactions where people are telling you about, oh, this is what I'm doing or this is where I'm going. And, you know, not at any point was anybody like, you've not done a lot of miles this year. Or, you know, what's wrong with you? You know, people were interested and people were curious, but no one judged, no one said anything. And and it made me think, right, okay, so take a bit of that pressure off and just and see what happens and and funny enough then you were just like oh i'm i'm going to start this um this marathon training block and it's a little i'm i'm a little bit up against it cuz i've probably missed the first 3 or 4 weeks uh-huh. so i've got to, i've got to, i've got to cram into about a 10 week plan uh a full training block going from a, a pretty much a standing start yes and i just thought and and then it almost gave me a purpose jp and i ran uh, and I think I talked about it. I think no, I didn't. I don't know if I did talk about it on the podcast. It was very important to me. JP and I ran um, when we went to visit them uh, in between series. Um, mm-hmm. It was it. J, you know, me, you, and JP <laughs> have all got a relationship where we we pretty much just spend our lives taking the piss out of each other. But I think he knew that I didn't need that, and I'm very appreciative for that. Um, and and he just dragged me around this this 10k and I felt a million dollars at the end of it with his encouragement and you know his positivity and and how I felt by achieving it and I just thought no this is fun this is fun yeah. take the pressure off and just enjoy it and then I felt like I was helping you and I was supporting you and it's it's just been a riot it's it's been so much fun these last four weeks um, I've loved I it. Thought- <clears throat> yeah, I think I think like, having that pressure off and, and like I said, just making it making it fun again. Like the football, <laughs> we were all out of shape at football. There was a couple of a couple of uh, actually ru- runners by, <laughs> at football and and decent players and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, we were not. The, we we were neither. <laughs> uh, but bringing bringing the fun back to back to it, the 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 part run at Hillsborough uh, and stuff kind of put smiles on his face and and the the run we did on uh, on Friday night in, in Sheffield as well. Um, it put a bit of a purpose towards us running and uh, and why we do it and why why we do all these meetups and stuff. Um, and also the I think like I said the, the accountability. I've got this plan in place. Uh, well, it's not really a plan. I just kind of <laughs> two miles uh, every every Sunday increase in in my plan up to twenty miles in. And I knew you were interested in doing half of uh, half of what I'm doing and uh, and joining me along. And I think the fact that you've moved closer as well. Has, has, has helped. I think that we're at the accountability and and we can we can meet each other a bit more for for the runs and and plan things a little bit better. Yeah, it's been great and long may it continue. I'm very <laughs> grateful to you and and to Paul. Look, Paul's been mm. been there along the way a lot. He's been really really good. Yeah. Um, we've been doing partners on a Saturday. Obviously, you, you you do overtime, don't you? So you don't really do them. So we we've been getting out and that's been a really nice one. We've been doing different part runs. You know, we did a lot. I did a lot of volunteering in the first half of the year because I was probably looking for excuses not to run. So mm-hmm. I feel like I've got. Not not that a part run you should have volunteer credits in the bank. I think you know. 
you should you should volunteer as often as you can. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I do I, I don't feel guilty is the point I'm making about taking like the next six eight weeks to myself to just go to some new places, experience some new part runs, pootle along with Paul, seeing new things. We've met some new people along the way as well, or some old friends. And, um, and 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 not worrying about the volunteer side of things, just 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 getting out and having and having a good part run. So that's been nice. And and, and you know, and other people along the way, like Ben, I've run with Ben a couple of times, and uh, the, 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 there's 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 loads. So I, I don't want to miss anybody. But um, but yeah, it's great. And and my one message would just be, if you are feeling ever kind of like, oh, you know what, I'm I'm not I'm not really enjoying this. Be really honest with yourself and, and try and think about why. And you know what? It it can be awkward to admit to yourself, never mind anybody else, that, oh, I feel like I'm just trying to, like, keep up appearances a little bit and I'm trying to, like, maybe do it for Instagram. Because that's not really a nice thing to say, oh, I'm, I'm a little bit driven by, you know, what pe- people like in my social media. But I I did it. I did it. Mm. I, I, you know, and it's a bit, bit I feel a bit, a bit weird saying it, but I did it. I was a bit like... Oh, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to get that picture for Instagram because I've got to show people that I'm still a runner, and you know, get people engaged with me and show people that you know there's a reason we do a running podcast because I run. And I think sometimes just kind of doing that root cause analysis, and I'm not necessarily saying that other people do that as well. That's just me, but doing that root cause analysis and being really honest about yourself. What is it that I'm not enjoying? What is it that's not going so well? That will be the first step to helping you think about what comes next whether that's taking a break from running, whether that's changing up the kind of running that you do, whether that's reaching out to some people to do some social runs, whether that's getting some races booked in to give you a little bit of accountability. It, it will help you make a plan that you feel really comfortable and confident about sticking to because you know what you're trying to achieve. That would be my message. Good, good, good. Yeah, good shout, good shout. Um. So yeah, I think, I think also yeah, also mix, mixing it up a bit as well. If if you if you're bored of running, it's not one something you want to do. I know uh, I think Karen today, Busy Birdie did the, did the triathlon. Um, mm-hmm. So mixing it up, get a bike out, maybe go for a swim or something like that. Find something different, or uh, and maybe it'll your mojo will come back like mine. Mine and Rob's has as well. Um, it's all it's always there in the background if to to fall back on if you need it to. And and, and the other thing, guys, is it's okay if it doesn't straight away. Mhm. You know what I mean? You know, you, it took it took us six months. So absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and then you know what? I'm, we're only one bad run away from sulking again and just going back to drinking yes. in the pub all the time. But like, yeah, just, just don't worry about it. Don't put pressure on yourselves. If if the answer once you've done that root cause analysis is, I think I need to take a bit of time off running. Do that because you never know. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Going off and doing something else for a bit, you might find. One morning you think, you know what, I fancy lacing up my shoes and going out and having a run again. And just being away from it might bring you back to it. It might not. It might be that you decide, actually, you know what, I want to go and play netball because that's what I used to do at school. And so you go and join a netball team and you fall in love with that. Or you go and play cricket and you fall in love with that and you make loads of friends from it. You know, it, it, it just having that honesty and that reflection and that bravery to... To, to, to take to take a bold step to effect change where needed, I think is a great kind of ethos to have in all of life. And running is 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 is, is a reflection of that. That's just my thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There we go. There we go. Uh, and that I think Matt is is our weeks in full, isn't it? We we did, we did you did a 16 mile. Yeah. Very proud of you. I joined you for eight of them. Uh, yeah. We need to sort out our plan for what we're going to do this week. You've got 18 miles on plan on Sunday. Yeah. 
Yeah, 18 Sunday and 20 the week after, and then it's three weeks to, I think, three weeks to uh, Yorkshire Marathon. So, uh, yeah, I'm feeling strong, feeling good. Uh, I could have carried on, I could have carried on running, running today, if I'm honest. It's not. It's been a long while since I've been able to say that. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy happy with my running a minute, and I'm happy with seeing what you're doing as well. You're smashing it as well, mate. Good, good. Absolutely, yeah, great stuff. And, um, and uh, more importantly, if you're going to be at Yorkshire Marathon, uh, me, Matt and JP are going to be there. Um, I'm not running, the lads are. Uh, but let us know if you're doing the 10 mile or if you're doing the, the, the marathon. We'll stick around for a few beers afterwards. And uh, it'd be nice to have a little bit of an impromptu, unofficial Fartlet family meetup. So drop us a message if you are if you are sticking about. Um, no wildy story this week, Matt. Oh, I'm good to that, that one last week. Awesome. Absolutely yeah. have awesome. You, have, you, have, you, have you not pooed in a bush? Have you not got one? You can just tell me. Just um, Well, when I had the uh, caffeine um, high five gel earlier on the run over, I was crop dusting a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lovely, a lovely sight. It was the point when you slowed down when we were running. Yeah, let you and, run past. And, and, we, and we were like, Matt, because my immediate thought was, well, Matt's done eight miles before he met us, so is he all right? And you slowed down. I was like, Matt, are you okay? And you were like, just carry on, lads. I'm just getting downwind of you. I was like, all right. <laughs> Feels courteous. Next time I'll just yes. fart in your mouth. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, think, I, th- I think you did at a later point on Paul, so... <laughs> um, so less said about that the better the, the yeah. standard, there's some very crude talk in this show so far isn't there talking about yeah, breastfeeding yeah. and crop dusting so mm. let's save it shall we Matt let's let's end this segment here and mm. uh, let's go over and talk to an absolute pro um, we'll go and chat to Charlie Watson uh, we'll talk about her marathon journeys we'll talk about she's done some amazing marathons um, it'll be good to hear about some of her favourites her mission for Boston qualifying. Um, we will have a chat about her role as nutritionist, how that came into her life because of running. Uh, just a really nice chat with a really good egg, isn't it, mate? Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yes, awesome stuff. I'm sure everybody else will too. Well, let's let's get over and have a chat with Charlie, and then we will get back afterwards for some part run fun with Ben and Emma. What do you reckon? Yeah, let's do it. Right then, you lot, our road to 100 rolls on another week with another awesome guest. And today I'm chatting to someone who we've wanted, frankly, on the show for absolutely ages. A multi-time marathon finisher with big dreams of Boston. We're going to find out all about her journey and how running has helped to shape and influence all corners of her health, career, relationships and so much more. Now, her substantial social media presence allows her a platform to support, encourage and share her running story with us all. And today I get a chance to get into it with so much ground to cover. Let's get going as we take a whistle-stop tour around the running journey of the Runner Beans, which would also, by the way, have been a great noughties indie band name, better known as Charlie Watson. Charlie, how are we doing today? Great. What an intro. Can you just introduce me everywhere I go, please? I'll follow you around or take the recording. All introductions. Perfect. Get you the listeners, the downloads, and yeah. We we set the bar high. We set the bar high. It might go down from here, but stick with me. Um, how are we doing today? You all right? Yeah, really good, thank you. How are you? Yes, good, good. Hectic one. Have you had a chance to go out for a run today? I haven't. I've been to the gym. I I w- woke up early um, to go for a run, heard the rain, and decided to go into work early and then come home, go to the gym. Not so, a bad idea. Yeah. Not a bad idea. So listen, let's get straight. We've got loads to cover. Running kind of engulfs all aspects of your life doesn't it and we're going to get to all corners of it um but we start these chats in the same place every week so for anyone who might not know can you just tell me a little bit about how you kind of first got into running how the journey started yeah um so I got into running by signing up for the London Marathon which 
probably a bit unconventional, but I wanted to do something that was really big, really out of my comfort zone to try to raise money and awareness and sort of dedicate something massive in my life to one of my friends who sadly lost his battle with mental health when I was at uni. And running the London Marathon seemed like a, a pretty good option. Um, so I signed up and then basically Googled, like, how do you run a marathon? And I think also how far is a marathon? I'm not sure I even knew. <laughs> and then panic when you see it. I mean, how was that experience then? So, I mean, were you athletic before? Did you do team sports at school, college, uni? Yeah, or... yeah I played a lot of sports at school. Um, mostly as a way I was at boarding school and didn't really love it. So I played sport as a way kind of, I actually looking back at the time, I didn't realize it, but looking back as a way of supporting my mental health of, I love the aspect of, of being outside with my friends and playing sport and I'm very competitive. So that, you know, scratch that itch. Um, mm -hmm. And the one benefit of being at boarding school is that there was hours and hours and hours in the day. So I did something before school, during my lunch break, straight after school in the evening. So, um, but then I went to uni and I went to Leeds and there's a lot, uh, like a good night out in Leeds. And there is, there is a good night out in Leeds sport and fitness went absolutely to the wayside um and so I wouldn't say I was in any sort of shape at all when I signed up for the marathon so tell me about how that experience went then so going from kind of naught to 100 with a marathon and, and yeah I guess the experience of London and, and everything that comes with it Tower Bridge and running down at there that down towards that finish line at the end there's so much I guess from start to finish to cover off but first of all like how, what did you do? How did you get into it? How did you approach it? I'm, I'm guessing there were some mistakes made. Yeah, yeah, fueling, which is ironic given my job now. But um, yeah, I, I downloaded a 20 week super beginner training program that literally started at one mile. Um, I also got a personal trainer that because I didn't know even how to like go for a run, like plan a run. I know that sounds so stupid, but like, how did you find a route where how far are you supposed to run on a on a run? Um, so I literally got a personal trainer to come and run with me for the first like week or two um, and found this training plan, followed it, was really lucky that one of my friends was also running it that year. So we sort of built up, we did our 20 miler together. Um, thought I think she had to be picked up from my house by her mum because we were so dead after it. I, I don't think we took any fuel in. We had some water at pubs along the way. Um, and yeah, it was just, uh, I, I then started getting into running blogs from that, from looking for things, for looking for advice, for training plans. And that is sort of how and why I started my blog was to, to document my training and to try and guilt trip my friends and family into sponsoring me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, so you get to London. Yeah. How was that experience? I mean, we all know it's incredible, but when you throw in the fact that it's not only your first marathon, but I imagine your first race. So we'd done one practice okay. in Portsmouth that was totally miserable and also just not on, obviously it wasn't on closed roads. It was a really small race. It probably, the only thing it taught me to, to practice was like, what do I eat before the run? Mm -hmm. um, like in that sort of race environment, but no, it was not the best Looking back, I should have done a bigger city race to kind of get used to what that feels like. Um, yeah, I, we went to the loo, got in the queue, like they got in the corral bit, 
went to the loo again, panicked that we missed our start time um, and had to text all of our friends being like, by the way, we're still waiting. We'll be 45 minutes later than we thought we were going to be. Um, yeah, I think the, you, obviously you watch it on TV and you see thousands of people, but when you're in it, you're like, oh, there's a lot of people. Um, so yeah, it was, it was quite surreal. And, and also just thinking, I've got no idea how much this is going to hurt and what this is going to be like. And my friend had like done something to her hip and she was dosed up on painkillers and I was dosed up on Imodium and yeah. Emodium's, we emodium's, always a, emodium's always a good idea. Better safe than sorry, isn't it? Um, so yeah. so definitely nerve-wracking. I, I can totally empathise with the point you're making as well about the crowds. It's one thing you don't really consider with such a big race as London. It can get quite claustrophobic, can't it? But once you got into the race, I imagine it was it was tough. Um, but tell me about that that feeling when you kind of got to the end, when you crossed that finish line, when you were when that medal was round your neck. Ah, oh, I just remember. So I saw a friend, and I must have swerved on the road, and I basically popped all the blisters that were in my you know on my feet, and was like, oh my goodness. And then my friend's boyfriend works for the cystic or we used to work for the cystic fibrosis trust and he was he's always positioned with about 400 meters to go so we saw him and just were like oh my gosh we have done it we've made it and we like grabbed each other's hands and ran across and our goal was sub five i don't know where we got this from and we ran five 454 and so we were just absolutely thrilled um and then the reality of like crossing the finish line and being like, I don't think I can walk. Like, where are our families? We haven't prepared any of this. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was incredible. Just that that final stretch and and doing it side by side with one of my best friends. Like, you you don't get your first marathon back. That that experience is so special and it hurts in different ways compared to any others I've done. I think because you're just not expecting the pain. At least now I know it's coming. Mm. Um, and, and I wasn't, I, you know, hit the wall. I didn't feel I, but we had so many friends on the course and just, yeah, being there with, with one of my best friends, I just couldn't, could, wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. Amazing. And obviously something's hooked you in because you've become somewhat over, over the ensuing years, a bit of a marathon fanatic, one could say. Um, yeah. We've only got a limited amount of time in this chat so as much as I'd love to go into every single one you've done and all the great memories I don't don't think we'll have time but is there anything kind of in the ensuing years from a marathon either because of the city the location the experience the, something that it meant around the time you did it are there any of those marathons that ensued that that really stand out as yeah you know when it's all said and done and when you're looking back on your life it's like yeah that was that one was special yeah, there's there's two races like that. So one was another London mm -hmm. where I ran with my now husband um, step by step. Um, I paced him. He wanted sub 4.30. I paced him to 4.24. And I, I wasn't really allowed to talk a huge amount because it, that was too patronising. Um, <laughs> but just, again, crossing that finish line and just um, kind of, seeing how because he'd paid he'd done it once before and he'd paced it terribly so just seeing him be like so strong throughout and and enjoy it so much more and to show kind of my love of running to him was incomparable um and then my other one is new york city marathon i've run it uh twice 
both times I'd run with another friend and the my it was my second marathon and I knocked 45 minutes off my time and I think that just gave me the confidence like you you put the work in and you will see improvements and I think that if I think I'd have I probably wouldn't have done so many if I didn't have that from one to the other changing so much like the fueling the training um my outfit that you know that sort of thing um but I think that really spurred me on to be like you can achieve more from this I know I know that you've said um certainly in, in the info you sent to us and I've seen it in your socials as well that running kind of bleeds into so many other areas of your life of your life and, and that message is probably a big part of that you know look at what you can achieve um yeah. you you changed your career um uh kind of on the on yeah. the back of falling in love with running tell me a little bit about about how that came about and and, and what it's done for you not just for you with your running but with, with supporting others yeah, so I used to work at Good Housekeeping magazine writing recipes, which kind of led into the I've got to keep running because I'm eating so much at work. <laughs> yeah. um, and the kind of career change came from a way I was looking at what I was eating day in, day out, but also to fuel my runs and thinking there's so much misinformation online. There were so many blogs of people being like, you need to eat only, have any green juices or you need to eat gluten free, vegan, whatever it was. And I was like, right, I'm just going to go and learn. And the best place for me was to to study dietetics. And I thought I would come out and and either stay in journalism and write about food and health and um, or do sports nutrition. But actually, while I was on my placement in the NHS, I fell in love with acute clinical dietetics, which is what I do as my as the day job now. Um, and, And I think that. Although I don't, I, I share some nutrition, I, I'd like to share more, but I think it, I sometimes it's a case of if you do it as your day job, it becomes something you don't always want to talk about. But um, yeah, I think it's about simplifying it in terms of I have to simplify it for my patients I see on the wards. It's simplifying nutrition for the average runner. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't, in my opinion, have to weigh all your food out or feel like you're restricting anything it's about how can we get you to perform at your best while living your best life alongside that yeah absolutely and I imagine that feeds into your own training your own nutrition and your own journey as well which is really interesting you mentioned about sharing stories and you mentioned about the things that you may share and, and you know we'd be amiss to not talk about the fact that you've got a pretty big presence on social media and with great power comes great responsibility tell me about I mean we've got we've talked about the blog a little bit talk, talk to me about how social media plays a part in in your running journey and and, and you know the story you tell mm. Apart from anything else, it's accountability. If I've said I'm training for something, then, I, you know, I've got to do it. Um, so I love that. I love this kind of the community that is out there on social media, whether that becomes translates from being somebody that you've met on Instagram to an in-person friend, a local runner, to going to races abroad and meeting up with people, or just having that connection to say, well done with your run, like good job or share advice, tips, outfit choices. Um, yeah, it, for me, it's hugely about the community more than anything else. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, you've talked about sharing stories, you've talked about accountability. One thing that, that I'm curious and always curious, particularly of experienced runners who, like you, have done lots of marathons, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, so by all means, if there's not one that comes to mind, um, let me know. You've talked about some of those amazing experiences that you've had yeah. at races, and we all have those um, those gut check moments as well, those times when maybe something didn't go quite so well. Is there anything that sticks out in your head as like a time that you look back on you think, God, at the time that that didn't work and that made me feel really crap or really low, but coming out of it, this is what I learned. Yeah, I mean, I think I went for a BQ at Chicago a few years ago when I just wasn't ready for it. And it it didn't help that I, I just didn't pay attention to fueling. I was trying to be like with my husband and family being like, oh, I can go out for dinners. I can just relax in the city and have a good time. And then I paid for that. So I think that was twofold. I wasn't fit enough and I should have done a, a you know a gut check in terms of being like you're not ready for this pace and you you shouldn't go out at this pace but I feel like lots of us have been there but also to to be a bit more mindful like if you've worked for 16 weeks and longer to build up for the race don't go and have a hot dog the day before like let's be sensible here so I think yeah um the the, the not training enough probably or, or just not being ready being overconfident in where I was um, in terms of my fitness and the like pay attention to the little things because they do matter yeah um, I mean it's two things isn't it with all best intentions you want to get to a place where you're there and you're at the start line you've done all yeah. that hard work but sometimes it might not quite be in reach there might have been a mitigating factor or a variable that means it's not there and it's really interesting what you say about you know just having that level of honesty with yourself of knowing when to pull back because that can be hard particularly when it comes to marathon can't it because you put 16 18 weeks yeah. of your life into it yeah and I think sometimes that can be useful when you're if you are working with a coach or or you're running with someone that you trust very like that you that knows you very well that you trust that can say like, I think you need to go out more conservatively than this. But equally, that's there in your corner to say, no, you've got this. Like, look at back at your training race. Because I've also gone into races. When I finally broke sub, like broke four hours, I thought I was going to squeak in under four hours. And I ran a 3.49. Mm -hmm. And that was somebody saying to me, look at your training. Look at these runs. These are your average paces on a Sunday where you've gone out the night before and you're it, you, you know when you get to the start line you have this so I think that's important that you have somebody in your life that is able to be both for you whatever you kind of need yeah. builds you up or, or bring you back down to earth a little bit it all comes back to that accountability doesn't it um so one thing that I wanted to ask about as well is uh, is you seem to be on this this real journey in terms of marathons. And I know that, is it Edinburgh in 2019 that you, yeah. uh, that you PB? But then, of course, COVID came around, didn't it? Knocked us all for six. Yeah. Um, did you find that that had a negative impact on, on your running or was it just a case of readjustment and realignment of priorities? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really run during the pandemic. I really struggled, like... I was working for the NHS, I was working on intensive care and I didn't have the mental or physical capacity to do a lot else. Um, I've, seen, I've spoken to other people about it since and been like, I watched reruns of TV shows in the evening because I genuinely just couldn't even cope with having a new storyline that might stress me out. And, and I don't know why, for whatever reason, I didn't, running wasn't part of that for me. Um, but I did get a Peloton bike and did a lot of like, 
with you know where you can do you say to your friends oh let's all do this class at the same time so I did a lot of that um but it's taken me a really long time to kind of get back to my pre-pandemic baseline fitness I honestly don't actually think I'm there yet I think you know it was seven years of consistently training of of marathons twice a year and running very very regularly to and and doing fitness classes group fitness classes which I love to not very much um so yeah still still building back from that but I think a a big part about what what I see certainly through through observing your your journey um through through Instagram and, and and wherever else um, it is about honesty. It is about we've said accountability a hundred times. And it is about transparency. And sometimes, whether it be through choice or whether it be through um, something completely unexpected and, and and that we could never forecast or plan for, like the pandemic happening, life does change, doesn't it? And and I know that you've got plans now in terms of where you want to get to with marathon running, but your life's changing as well, isn't it? You've got kind of big things coming up yourself as, as, as we yeah. move through the journey of life. And so a big part of it's kind of like adapting and, and thinking about what comes next, isn't it? Yeah, I think I've, I'm in for a big shock in, um, in November when we we're my husband and I are having a baby by a surrogate. And um, it's, it's one of those weird situations where I will, I can go days where I don't, like I don't think about it in terms of it because I'm not pregnant it's not happening to my body um and then I'm like oh yeah from this date in November I will be very responsible for someone beyond my dog um Mm -hmm. so yeah I think but then that in the same way I I use Instagram to kind of have a community I follow loads of amazing mums that are still going after their goals who are running BQs who are running sub threes who are conquering ultra marathons and and I think that shows me that actually yeah although priorities change it doesn't mean I have to let go of my goals it doesn't mean I have to let go of that side of my life mm-hmm. it will just need to adapt and adjust and there'll be a, probably a lot more treadmill miles and a lot more buggy runs in the future yeah absolutely we love, good, we, we love a good buggy run um one thing I'd like to ask and, and by all means answer it as as, as fully or as or as briefly or tell me to, to sod off but um the, the, you know the fact that you guys are going through surrogacy it's not something that you know you see or as, as frequently as, yeah. as conventional pregnancy or, or whatever it might be um how's that has that impacted your running at all like you talked about how you might go a few days without thinking about it and then boom it hits you yeah. um that oh, I'm gonna be a mum soon <laughs> um uh, has that impacted you mentally because I know physically you've not got the change in your body but mentally has that impacted not just the running but I guess other aspects of your life as well yeah I I think I put a real pressure on this training cycle to be the best one yet because yeah. I've got and I'd said to myself I've got no responsibilities and then I was like right I am working and I am mm-hmm. doing this and I am doing that so give myself a little bit of a break but yeah, I put such a, a huge amount of pressure on this training cycle being like, this is the one, this is the last time you'll be as free as this. Um, and in terms of actually going going right back, in terms of physical, um, my husband and I did IVF to, in 2021. And that took a fit, like yeah. for months, it took a kind of physical toll. I didn't realize it until um, I did some research on it to actually shows that the hormones that I was injecting myself with impact your fitness and your endurance and your like aerobic base so much more than I gave kind of 
it credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I think mentally I've relieved myself recently of, of a lot of that pressure and just said, actually you run marathons because you enjoy it and it, it's a stress reliever rather than it, it shouldn't be a stress adder so it should be something that you go out and you enjoy going for a run after work or with friends rather than feeling like okay my life's going to change so much in November that I need to get go for every run and you know well not go for every run but you know get the most out of every run yeah um yeah. And maybe that getting the most out of the run is just enjoying it as much as possible. So I was in Belfast for a wedding and I went out and did a little six miler before the wedding and it was just beautiful and no pressure. Yeah, no, brilliant. And I know that let, let's start thinking about kind of what comes next because November is going to be life-changing as, as we know, <laughs> as, as one who's got three, trust me, it's going to change <laughs> um, uh, for the better in a lot of ways, of course. But so I, I imagine that you've probably got some short-term goals, but then there's also some longer-term goals as well. So uh, we've not got long until November, but from a running perspective, what's in plan between now and, and baby arriving? Um, marathon in October. Um, reality is I'm not in the shape to run a, a BQ right now. And I've, I also went to the physio today and apparently have something I can't even pronounce in my ankle, but right. they were like, ideally you'd take six to eight weeks off running. And I was like, what about if I've got a marathon in six weeks? <laughs> um, so, but so marathon then enjoy every moment of it is my, is my plan. And, yeah. um, and then I really want to try and get my 5k time down afterwards. And I feel oh. like that is what, like post baby is potentially achievable in terms of the how long you need to be out for a run for and um you know working on kind of speed and strength can hop on the treadmill so that's that those are sort of my two shorter term goals and then long term goal is get that bq just not going to give up on that until it's done even if i'm 65 yeah It'll, the thing is, your time goes up as you get to 65. So, um, yeah, exactly. Always the positives there. Um, so, I really like the idea about, about the 5K stuff. Uh, is, is it going to be uh, maybe some buggy, buggy led park runs in the future? I'm sure there will be. Yeah. Um, although, at the moment, what I do is because my, my dog doesn't really like being on the lead for park run my mum comes and walks it. So I think that might be my plan in the short term before when the baby's not strong enough to do running Mm -hmm. is get my mum to come and meet me at park run. She can walk around the back. I'll run it and then run and catch up with them. So that's, that's the the plan. I hope. Good idea. And a great plan. Um, And then obviously back onto marathon stuff. Is there ever, is it all marathon with you? Have you ever thought about like ultras or some of the other stuff that people band about, or is it just love the marathon? Um, I don't know if it's as much love the marathon now I love a big city race and I just don't think I think other than maybe comrades you just don't and and um what's the Australian one they're kind of uh I've I don't know I can't remember what it's called there's the Australian ultra that's like road one um I yeah I I mean I hats off to the people that run through the night 100 miles you're amazing it's just not I different, just different discipline it. isn't it and di- different experience as well yeah. isn't it? different experience and, and I think I'd I'd love to crew someone to do a bit of it and be there um, and I've done Ragnar's and had a really good time but I think I think it's this BQ bug that's there that it's like I don't want to kind of divest 
I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> divert too much attention yes, elsewhere, yeah, given yeah. that I want, yeah, I want this, the BQ. Um, and yeah, I love the big city races. So I get a lot of enjoyment and a lot of energy from the crowd. Um, so that's that's where it is for now. But I would like to focus, and I think it will help overall in my marathon time by working on some 5K, 10K half. And, and probably that's more of the reality in terms of time for training over the next year. And then you know, come back to the marathon in a year's time or nine months time when um, I can do some more buggy runs and that sort of thing. Yeah. And I, I, I guess you don't know what your life's going to look like come, yeah. come November and come 2023, do you? So having that kind of flexibility in terms of where we go from there will certainly help a little one as well. Won't exactly. It? Yeah. I think just, just letting go of the expectation. And I think we all you know, we can come into any sort of training cycle thinking, right, I'm going to run seven days a week. I'm going to strength train. I'm going to do yoga. And then life happens. And you're like, oh, okay, well, let's just do the best we can with the time we've got and the, you know, the the access to whatever facilities or track, gym, yoga classes you have. And um, yeah, make the most of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, time's absolutely flown by. Uh, we've taken a whistle-stop tour um, through through your running journey. There's stuff we didn't even touch upon. I mean, you've done Tokyo, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, just quickly tell me how amazing is Tokyo? It's my bucket uh, list. That is one of those things that you're running and you're... I just was looking up, just thinking, oh my goodness, I'm here. That was my first time in Japan. I had landed like two days before and it was incredible absolutely incredible but you cannot litter at all you've got you take off your gel top and you make sure that that goes back in your pocket there is no rubbish on the floor at all um yeah completely different world isn't it but what an amazing experience it must have been well listen before i let you go we found out about the past we found out about the present we found about the big plans for the future um before i before we leave it anyone you wanted to say hello to any companies you work with you wanted to shout out where can people find you that might not follow you just give me a little bit of a a little bit of a spiel and a rundown and then we'll finish oh amazing um well yeah i'm on instagram at the runner beans i'm also online at the runnerbeans.com. Um, I'm so proud to be a Run Western ambassador. So I work with the Western London City. We host monthly runs every the first Thursday of every month. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an all all paces welcome 5K. It's very friendly and 7 a.m. Thursday morning, first Thursday of the month. Um, yeah, so that's like my kind of, I've just re-signed for another year with them and absolutely thrilled and always, always grateful for any brands that support kind of me and the community to allow me to share, to keep sharing and keep, um, yeah, just stay online because let's face it, the NHS pay is not so good. <laughs> Every little helps, I think the yeah. slogan is. Uh, listen, uh, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for chatting to me. I've had loads and loads of fun doing it. Um, looking forward to seeing how you get on at the marathon. Um, very much looking forward to whatever you may choose to share or not share about your journey into parenthood. I'm sure you're going to be amazing at it, but I'm looking forward to seeing that. And uh, best of luck with all the marathon stuff in the future. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I'm definitely going to be an oversharer when it comes to the uh, the baby stuff. So try and keep it running related most of the time. Nothing wrong with that at all. Another guest in the bag, Matt. Yes, uh, a, a big hitter this one. Uh, Charlie, great, great chat again. As always, you, you pull the best out of people. And uh, yeah, talking about all dietitian and nutrition and all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, explaining it for the average Joe, people like me, is what she says that she describes it as. <laughs> yeah, you are, you are the definition of average, mate. Um, 
Uh, <laughs> how about how about BQ? Do you reckon you've ever got a BQ in you? Not a chance. No, no, nowhere near. I'll, I'll get probably ten minutes out, fifteen minutes out from a BQ, but no. You I don't never think know. You never no. know. Age is kicking against me now. I'm uh, I'm getting to the, the close to the, the four zeros. Uh, but, so, yeah. but, but 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 then your BQ pushes out a bit. So yeah, but then my legs are older as well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> my I, belly catches up with more. Yeah, you'd, you'd probably have to do more than one training cycle before yeah. just eating kebabs and not bothering for six months. <laughs> you're like you're like Paddy Pimlet, you aren't you? You get you, 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 get, you get in absolute race shape, and then it's just like, oh my god, someone's inflated Matt. <laughs> What are you talking about, me? Hey, hey, hey. Um, there we go. Matty Matt, Matt, the baddie. Um, oh, uh, wonderful. Uh, yeah, good chat. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, we've got loads of other stuff to get to today. Um, part, did you do part run this week, Matt? No, you didn't. Moving on. No, you could have come. We invited no, you again. You did, yeah. You've, you've been doing a bit of tourism, haven't you? It was late with, uh, with Paul. Jet setting, me and McPaul. Uh, we were yeah. at Cumber Park this week and we met Anna Chaplin. And John Flynn was there. Found him. You, you see him uh, everywhere at the minute. Everywhere. Um, after not seeing him for like a year and a half. Yeah, we saw him. I've seen him three times this summer, which has been lovely. So we had a good catch. Then Laura Blackwell joined us as well, which was ace. And uh, yeah, it was a, lov- a lovely two-lapper. But I'm not the pro at talking about this, Matt. You don't want to hear me talking about compact gravel, do you? <laughs> a lot of people don't want to hear you talking about compact Nobody gravel. Nobody wants to hear me talking about compact gravel and purple signs because there are experts, professionals that we bring in to talk about compact gravel and purple signs. And who might they be, Matthew? Oh, our resident part room couple, Ben and Emma. Ben and Emma! Hi. Hello, hello. That was an awkward silence. Um, is it perhaps an awkward <laughs> silence because you guys listened back to episode one and heard Matt in the first segment saying that he was really looking forward to speaking to Emma but not Matt? thought I'd bring that up to make it uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, that was quite funny. Yes, yeah, we did hear that. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. What? <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry, Donna's just shouting me. I just need to go a minute. Mm, did she? Well, you don't contribute to this segment anyway, so you might as well go. <laughs> can, I, can, I just count, can I just point out you just fucked up there and all? What? You said, uh, yeah. You said you said you want to talk to Emma, Emma and not Matt. It's not. It's not as bad though, is it? No, it's not as bad. Yeah. It's not. It's I'm not as bad. It's not as bad as basically salivating at the mouth while saying you couldn't wait to have a <laughs> chat with Emma about part run. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Sorry, Emma. <sighs> oh my. Poor Ben. You get this from what Statman John's after her. Matt's after her. <clears throat> I'll, I'll fight you all for a. Not none of them are a patch on you, sir, are they? <laughs> Correct. Wait, just, wait a minute, Emma. Can you answer that? Of course. Of course. Good answer. Just Ben ri- riding into battle on the back of a Roman cow. Right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with you, Roman cow. <laughs> it's never going away. Um, right. Let's get straight into it, guys. Tell us all about this week's parkrun antics. Right, so we're having a very indecisive week about where we wanted to go. Ben hates this. He gets really annoyed. If it's my turn to pick, I, the week goes on and he keeps keeps getting more and more annoyed at me. So we stole an idea from Carl Barnes, which they like to have a pot where they put uh, write different patterns on pieces of paper and put them all in. 
And then when they can't decide, they just pick out a park run. So we decided to do that this week. It was quite exciting, actually. Quite I liked like it. it. I, I like it, but I can't. I can just I can just see the stress levels on Ben's face while you're going through that process. Well, it was I was I was stressed all week and and I was dropping hints at where we might go. So so I'd I'd already decided one one thing one reason it stresses me out. So I like to put my name down to volunteer, but I decided this week that I was going to have a week off volunteering. Mm-hmm. So I've done loads and loads this year already, and it's quite nice just to turn up, run a park run, and then be able to go and grab cake and coffee straight after. Yeah. So I wasn't too fussed really. I was I was getting a little bit twitchy bomb, but um when it came down to it and she's like right well what what are the options then I, i'd obviously already looked at multiple options and i gave a 10 we wrote them down and we uh, <laughs> chucked them in the hat ordered um, ordered with little sticky labels with a list of pros and cons on them <laughs> well, it's, it's it's not like she didn't have options to choose all week but, um, but we got there in the end and I, I pulled one out the hat and uh yeah, it was fine. It wasn't a million miles away, and we ended up. Where did we go? We went to Bestwood Village, um, which is in Nottinghamshire. Correct. And I, the reason I made Emma say that one was because all of Saturday morning on the way there, I kept calling it Beverly Westwood. It sounds. <laughs> like, it sounds very similar to the one we did uh, the week earlier, Bestwood, Beverly Westwood. It's yeah. it's almost like the two combined. Um, so yeah, it was it was Bestwood Village, um, and having run it, I can confirm it should be called Beastwood Village. Oh, it fun. was disgusting. Um, one thing I did, I I just looked at local ones. That's what that's kind of what I chose. We'd been away for a few days we'd spent a fortune on petrol so we didn't want to travel too far um this one's not too far away quick trip down the m1 to nottingham uh, so we didn't do much research on all 10 of them um I, i'm glad i didn't because if i'd have read up on this one and actually looked into it properly before and i probably would have changed my mind um but it wasn't let's say it was an interesting course very interesting one lapper first one lapper we've done in oh god when when was the last one lapper we did i don't know and i love a one lapper but they're just a rarity in the power room world they are they are unless you go to rather valley or um yeah it was one lap and so we turned up uh, you turn into a, a road and you've got two car park marshals directing you into a car park and i'm thinking this is miles away from the start of the park run uh, and it was, it absolutely was. We got out, the, we parked, being responsible parkrun people like we are mm-hmm. in the designated car park. And then we had to walk like nearly a kilometre to the start. Uh, should have jogged it really, but we didn't. Um, no toilets or anything. So I had to have a stop on my warm up and have a quick way in the bush. No, no, there was a toilet. There was a, <laughs> there was a toilet, but it was a <laughs> toilet. And there were about eight women in front of me. And I'm thinking. It's a slight exaggeration though. No, it's just it's classed as no toilet. Um, I think think, think it is interesting that you've changed the narrative from you didn't want to queue to the toilet to there wasn't a toilet. You just wanted to wee in a bush, didn't you? Bush wee. Bush wee. Not when bush wee. Yeah, but I went for the bush wee. Um, But yeah, so I did my warm up. So I went I went uh, half a mile out and then turned around and came back. And I thought for that half a mile, I thought. Oh, this isn't too bad. This is quite nice. And I turned around just before a left turn and I headed back. So got back to the start and uh, off we went, off we went. And we ran this half a mile uh, 
and turn that left. Um, let me let, let I'm going to let Emma Buff back in actually because somebody's turned up and joined us unexpected. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ben's forgotten that um, I was just like got my head down trying to tie my hair up and looked up and there was uh, Simon. Just uh, Simon. Good old run, fat boy, run. I saw. I I just assumed that you guys had planned it. Well, we kind of forgot that that's where they are living now because Joe yeah. and Simon have got a house moved, together. They've moved. Um, and because we decided last minute on Friday, we we just didn't. Yeah, we didn't think it through. Mm. Um, but yeah, we looked into Simon. So Simon ran with Ben. Yeah, me and me and Simon set off, and I was like, oh, I've done this first half a mile, and it's it's a little bit uphill, but it's not too bad. We got to the left turn that I turned round at. Jesus Christ, it was a hill. I am not kidding. It was absolutely brutal. It kind of weaves, so you turn left and you go about maybe about 200 metres of just sheer up. And then it turns right, and I'm thinking, I hope when we turn right, because it's all in wooded, so there's like trees in between. I'm thinking, I hope when we turn right, it's flat again. Nope, no, it wasn't. It was straight uphill again. Um, Me and Simon got to the top, and Simon's like, my legs are done already. I'm like, I'm glad yours are, because so are mine. Um, and then, so you're running along through this big woods, and there's like next to no signs on where to go. And there's a, a different turns. There's multiple paths of which way you could go. And we, I mean, we were near the front, but there was a big gap in front of us. So we, we could see somebody for a little bit of it for maybe the first mile. But then we just lost them and we couldn't see them when they went round a turn. And we, we ended up running off the course. Luckily, we realised um, before we'd gone too far that we'd come off the course. So we got back on the course and we, I wish we hadn't because there was another bloody big hill coming. Oh, mate, this just sounds, this sounds dreadful. I'm, I'm getting tired just listening to it. It sounds like Emma pulled the wrong bit. Thingy out of the hat. I was about to say she had so many options, and this is what you chose, Emma. I mean, the thing is, it, the hills are. I mean, the second hill was even more steep than the first hill. And at this point, I was I started running up the hill alongside these two guys, and then they just kind of stopped and went, oh, we're "Halfway up the hill now, we'll have a walk." So I thought my heart rate was through the roof, and I thought I'm having a walk. Um, so I had a walk as well. We weren't halfway up the hill. We must have only been about a third of the way up the hill. So, yeah, I'm glad I had a walk. But despite the two huge hills, it is a beautiful park run. You can't take that away from it. Let me just put in on the walking up the hill. We were about probably two thirds of the way up the hill. And Simon decided he wanted to walk. And I was all for it. I cannot. I don't think I've ever walked in a park run. But I was very, very grateful for a little bit of a walk at the top of that hill. Um, oh, it was oh just... especially when it's initiated by the person you're running with. Oh, all right, mate. It, it, it's all right. If, if you need it, I'll slow down. I'm not going to run off on you, mate. I'd rather we stuck together. I'll slow absolutely. down for you. Oh, perfect outcome. That you've absolutely played a blinder. I was thinking, I'm so glad he's just said that. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then when you do your Instagram uh, post, Simon wanted to walk. So <laughs> slow down. Yeah, no, I didn't mention it. I didn't mention it. <laughs> Ever since that bloody ultra, I get confused when I see a hill. I can't remember if I've got to run it or walk. <laughs> and these were definitely the steepest hills I've, I've encountered since that ultra. And they were just disgusting. So, um, but yeah. We, we had a walk up and then luckily by the time you get to the top of the second hill which is just over halfway through 
there's a massive load of downhill, even though it doesn't feel like downhill because your legs are absolutely baked at this point. Um, but yeah, it's a, it was a, lo- a lovely finish. We found another marshal. I think there were two marshals or maybe three. Three, they said in the first time as briefing. There's three marshals on the course today. And I'm thinking... On a, a one-lapper? One-lap? Like, you can have a three-lapper and have ten marshals out there. I just thought that was really strange. It was incredibly strange and really confusing. And I'll be surprised if we were the only ones that took a wrong turn on that. Um... There was, as you're coming down to the finish, he warned us and we and he warned us of a red cone that would be placed on the final downhill because somebody had tripped and broken their ankle there. Was it the week before or something? They'd had two accidents there because it is it is like compact gravel, but because of the rain, it's kind of loosened all the path and it's quite it's a little bit dangerous really. I didn't think it was that bad running down it. No, I don't. Because they'd warned us, you just kind of, you knew to slow down and not plough down. Mm. And just just for the records, because I know he likes me saying it, that was compact gravel, Neil Marshall. Um, You're welcome. Episode one guest, Neil Marshall. I'll be honest, guys, you're not really selling, apart from the fact that you said it's a nice park, you've not really sold this one to me so far. Well, maybe the cafe might sell it to you. That would um, tend to send, sell things to me. It's kind of the only reason I go. Tell me about the cafe. So the park itself, the country park, it's on an old coal mining site. So the the engine room and pump house is still there and the like big water pump. So that's that's quite a feature. And then there's a little cafe and it's all run by volunteers, um, the friends of Bestwood. Uh, country park and all the proceeds go back into the park so it's all like it's like instant tea and coffee and but all like loads of homemade cakes and everything was like 50 pence to 75 pence it was dirt cheap um dog friendly cafe which me and ben love because we just like to say hello to all the dogs as well Mm -hmm. so yeah it was really good we had some really nice cake yeah that, that does sound good. I still don't. I, I still don't think I'd want to run up them hills. Maybe, maybe, maybe I, maybe I can be the fourth marshal and then get cake. Yeah. No. Uh, I one thing I can confirm is we will not be going back there. <laughs> <laughs> something that's something we say to all the run directors. We turn up and we're like, oh, we're tourists from Barnsley, and we do a different one every week. And then it, it, some of them I take great pre- pleasure in saying at the end, lovely part run, but uh, we'll never be back here. <laughs> uh, and, and I can confirm I'm, I will purposely avoid going back to that one at all costs. Well, yeah. the, the thing is, we always explain that we never go to a part run twice, but they always say, oh, well, hopefully we'll see you back here at some point. And it's like you're not listening oh, to I Oh, you know what? I bet that antagonises Ben. I bet <laughs> if, if, if he's already told them that, that we, we do somewhere different every week and they've not listened, it's like red rag to a bull in it. <laughs> They just think they're special and that we'll come back. No, no. <laughs> I take great pleasure in reminding them. But no, thanks. We're not coming back here. Now, where's your purple sign? Spotted that as soon as we walked in. As soon as we, as soon as we finally finished the long walk to the car park, we came around the corner and there was the congregation of people at the start and bang, purple sign, saw it through the gates. So I was like, yes. Um so yeah, we got a purple sign picture. It was it was planted underneath an electricity pylon, um, and it was just a really crap angle. So I picked it up and moved it. As I was going to say, so you um, it, yeah. 
They had a really awesome uh, token sorting board at the end, though, by the way. If you didn't yeah. see that on our Instagrams, we both put it in the pictures. They also had a gradient map on the uh, on the board as well, just to That's warn cool. people at the start. Cool. Uh, so they're both on our Instagrams. Um, but, yeah, so, so I mean, it's, it's not bad. He was the most unenthusiastic run director I've ever met, I think, actually. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. One thing I will say is that the tailwalker did it with a running buggy. Um, was actually chatting to her in the toilet queue and she said she had run that course with her running buggy before but she prefers tail walking obviously because it is very difficult <laughs> mm. yeah. Yeah. can't imagine doing that course oh, no, it does, yeah it does sound like a really tough one to do just on my own two feet never mind with another another child's life in a vehicle in front of me um yeah, no, it sounds sounds pretty bad, uh, <laughs> but 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 a good day out nonetheless. No, no positions, no stopwatches. No. It was pure pure joy at finishing and <laughs> it um, being over. Yeah, I, I wasn't bothered about slowing down to get a time. I just wanted to cross that line and get it done with. Um, but yeah, I, know I mean, <clears throat> I know you said you'd not be going back, but is that uh, Simon and Joe's closest part run then? Will they be going back there, do you reckon? No, I don't. He said it was close, but I think there might be some other closer ones. I mean, where it is in Nottingham, there it, there's a cluster of them in Nottingham and some of them aren't a million miles away. And I think if he's, I don't know exactly where they live, but I think over the other side of the motorway, there's a couple in Derby for him to mm. visit. So I don't think it'll be as regular, but I, but if it was, then they'll get really fast and really strong <laughs> running that hill every week. Mm, yeah, or or you know, just quit part run forever. One of the two. Um, <laughs> uh, amazing. Uh, so, is it back to Ben to pick next week? I assume. Absolutely. Mm, so I guess. <laughs> so I'm assuming you've already picked, mapped the route, signed up to volunteer. Yeah. Um, well, I no, I've already initiated the thought process with them of uh, how far I can make a travel for next week, and gotcha. we're going to be looking for Fibonacci's and and or Nelsons or Wilsons. We're we're going to go and get some challenges ticked off next week, I think. So I need it after this week. Definitely. Get 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 <laughs> the buzz back. Uh, right. Good good stuff, Matt. Um, any more inspired to actually do a park run? I, it's just whether I'm working or not. You know, I enjoy doing part runs. It's just when I've got time. I mean, you choose to do overtime. I do choose to do overtime, but the the, the money does help. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I've got true. a car to pay for. Are we allowed to joke about that now? I thought I thought that after last week, after your deep, meaningful chat about mental health, I I thought that was off the table. No, yeah. No, I'm, I've I've got over it now. I've got oh, to, good. Right, so I've I've sorted the cars, cars all sorted. I've just got to deal with the aftermath of it all. <laughs> oh, good. So we're allowed to start calling you Fred Flintstone now. Yeah. <laughs> good. 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 I've been waiting for that. Uh, right then, Ben, Emma. Uh, again next week we will find out where Ben meticulously planned for you to go. But you're going to stick around with us. Some ooh, thank yous. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Let's do it. Let's see if Matt can uh, get them right this week. Right, Matt. You're under pressure yes. again. Before we get out of here, uh, is there anything, a uh, big couple of big shout outs, first of all. Um, there was a big race down in London this weekend, wasn't there? There was, yes. L- lots of people running down there. Uh, lots of, too many people to, to shout out and call out, but yeah. Can't, uh, remember, the, can't remember, can you? <laughs> there's, there is a fair few. I saw I saw Gary Ludwin's pictures. I saw uh, uh, Nick Fido yeah. was down there supporting. 
Uh, I saw Dave uh, Dimble runs uh, on the pictures. Who else was in the picture with? Uh, with Den- Gary. Jamie Denham. Jamie Denham was down there. Rach Pilling was down there. Kirsty Paul was down there. Big, big fight like family contingent, which is wonderful. So well done. And and those of you who were running elsewhere as well. Ben, you were you were pacing this weekend, weren't you? So well done to you. Yeah. And Jordan, yeah. Leo. Me, Jordan and Leo were uh, back down in Nottingham at the Wilm 10K. Um, really good one. Really enjoyed it. Paced it perfectly. If I'm going to blow my own trumpet, why not? Wait, uh, that's unlike that's, that's you. Un- unbelievable. Um <laughs> But really good one. If anyone's down in the Nottingham area and doesn't know about it, really flat, fast 10k. That really good PV potential for next year. If uh, anyone's in the in the region and wants to have a go, Banner Paul Griffiths is down there. Laura Blackwell. It's not far from people like that. Haley Morgan. Get involved. Get down there. You, Rob. You, Matt. Uh-huh. Julie notes yeah. you, you already sold it to me in the preamble. Um, right, so Matt, let's get on to some show-specific ooh thank yous. Come on, you are under pressure because Ben and Emma are waiting in the wings to take over. Uh, as always, thank you to Ben and Emma for joining us for part from chats. Uh, thanks Good to start. Charlie. What great start. <laughs> uh, go on then. Thank you. Thank you to you, Rob, for being the gracious host that you always are. Uh, don't, thank you. Don't, to... don't don't try to butter me up. Continue. <laughs> Thank you to Charlie Watson for a super chat, uh, telling us all her stories. Um, thank you to uh, all the guys behind the scenes. So we've got uh, JP, we've got Jack, we've got uh, McPaul, we've got uh, who else have we got? <laughs> Pardon? Don't forget to thank Joe, Sammy, and Louise. Yes, Joe, Sammy, Louise, Captain John. Yeah. Can 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 I can I just ask something, Matt? You know, after multiple weeks of um, forgetting JP and mislabeling and naming JP, uh, and then Ben having to sweep into the rescue with, with with a summary of why we're so grateful for the hard work JP does, do you think simply saying thanks JP is sufficient? Is that how you feel? <laughs> do you not do you not feel maybe you've got some some making up to do? Don't patronise me. Mate, I've been patronising you for two years. <laughs> it's, ki- it's, 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 it's kind of the, the like premise of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to JP for all the super hard work he does for sourcing the guests, getting in touch with them, finding out their emails, sending all the stuff to you so that you can do your awesome chats. Mm, sounds like you were patronising him a little bit then with that low <laughs> level of detail. Well done for getting emails, JP. Oh, just absolutely terrible. Who else do we need to thank, Matt? Uh, Graham Lindley for the super awesome theme music. Uh, the go. guys behind the newsletter, so Paul, uh, Nick Finney, Jamie Denham, and Claire Forsyth. Uh, I think that's the lot, mate. I think it is the lot. Emma, you did such a good job last week of telling people where they can find us on the old social medias. I'm going to put you on the spot again. Let's do it. Let's show Matt up. Oh, no. Um, we have a website, uh, whatthefarlet.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. And if you want to listen, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, or I don't know the other music providers. No, yeah. no one really uses them. Google. But I think I get, I, get an e- I get an email from Google once a month and it's like, you've had six listens. And I'm like, 
who who use so it's obviously like one person over the month uses Google Podcasts that listens to this podcast. If you're the person who listens on Google Podcasts, will you send us an email, please, at what the podcast at gmail.com? Just thought I'd get that in just in case you'd forgotten. And, and um the teamwork, teamwork makes the dream work. And uh, or, or drop me a message and tell me who you are, because I'm pretty sure there's one person who listens on Google Podcasts. Um good. Very, very, very good summary, Emma. Matt, were you taking notes? Uh no. Mm. So, mm. I should do really so. You really should, but there we go. go. Do you guys do you guys want to know who's on the show next week? Yeah. Yes, please. Go on then, Matt, why don't you tell them? Why don't I tell them what? What what, what you know? I'm just I, I do know, I do know, actually. I'm just stalling a little bit because it's in, it's in the drive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to stall because he's in the dark. Oh, you're useless. Dan- <laughs> Danny Kirstoff is on it's, next week. Right, first of all, it's Danny Kristoff, you absolute moron. Yeah. Well, why did um, he... Well, I, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm screenshotting this. It says Danny Kirstoff in the drive. Well, it's much more likely that I have misspelled his surname when saving the file. Right, so next week we've got Danny Christoph then. <laughs> so uh, you will know him better as the running mank. Uh, really good guy. He did a uh, 5K every day for a year challenge back during lockdown. He tells uh-huh. us all about that. He's a good dude. He's recently moved to... Ah, actually, one of those links, he's recently moved from Manchester, as you'd expect by his name, down to uh, South Wales. And you'll never guess which running club he's joined, Matt. Oh, you've told me this. Um, was he a previous guest? Try, real hard. try hard. No, no, don't tell him. Don't no, tell him. I want to listen to squirm. I know No, I know who it was. I'm just saying he, it was a previous guest. Yeah, what was his name? It's the guy of the. Oh, what's his <laughs> name? <laughs> Another running club name, but I'm used to Mike the Rod Runner. That's it, Mike Roderick. Mike Roderick. Oh, uh, try hard, Harry God, you're the worst. Do you actually? I can't those? remember. I can't remember your fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> you literally about eight weeks ago made me about four graphics with his name on it. I know, I know. Not that many names going through with this little tiny brain. <laughs> yes, this is true. Uh, a constant disappointment once <sighs> again, Matt. Thank you, Ben and Emma, for uh, uh, for digging us out of the mud uh, with that one. Ben, if people want to give you a follow on the old socials, where can they find you? Uh, at Sheffield underscore Strider. And there we go. And Emma, where are you? I'm at Emma JJ eighty five. And Matt, can you remember your Instagram handle? <laughs> At insert name here, owls. <laughs> dot com. Oh, just Matty Owls, yeah? Yeah. Oh, God. Right, and I'm at Little Run by Rob, so please do give us a follow and make sure you do follow the uh, the podcast. We really appreciate everyone that has showed us loads of love and support uh, for the launch of The Road to 100. It's officially well underway now, two episodes down. Uh, we are moving towards our um, 100th episode in December, just before Christmas it'll be. So plenty of guests booked in. I've already done quite a few of the interviews. I'm really excited to share them with you all. It's going to be absolutely awesome. These guys are with me along the way, of course, as always, my band of merry men, my awesome What The Fartlet team. Very, very excited to keep bringing you the parkrun stories from Ben and Emma, the g- inspirational stories from the guests, Matt will be here and uh, and yeah we've got we've got an exciting end to the year plan so 
I will leave by just saying, as always, may your runs continue to be wonderful. Do remember to always be excellent to each other. Be kind or get in the sea. And we'll see you next week. Say goodbye, Ben and Emma. Goodbye, Ben and Emma. <laughs> Bye. Uh, Matt, are you going to see us out with anything? Just just a caca. Yeah. I mean, it's all you're good for, really, isn't it? Caca. Ta-ta. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.